Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome to episode 401 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. And I'm Glenn. How you going, fellas? Look, I know how to you're be going. honest. I know how you're going, Jay. I feel the same. No. Football is awesome. I'm numb. I am absolutely numb. Yeah, see, that's I'm, a terrible way to be, though. It, exactly. I know exactly what you're going to say. I'm numb. Oh. I'm numb too. I find the Panthers games fucking incredibly boring, but because it, <laughs> you know, it happens to like Souths, and like I can, see, and I can see the Panthers are desperately trying to atone for the sins of Super League by trying to kick South back out again. I mean, I'm like, look, they're trying. They're making an effort. <laughs> they're trying to. They're, they're trying to get back in my good books. <laughs> no, doing a great job. It's more. <laughs> it's it's more that I I feel like fucking. What is he? One punch guy. You know exactly what he's called. Stop trying to act fucking ignorant, cunt. <laughs> fucking punchy, punchy moto, puncher sacker. <sighs> See, this is you like, being willfully ignorant. We we have no fucking true adversaries. I thought South were going to put up a fight. I really did. Yeah, what I say? I said fucking no. I told you. I told you it was going to happen. Yeah. South fucking South showed us. The, the team that we saw against the Storm that time, that's who they really are. And look, at the end of the day, fuck, we'll, we'll get to it anyway, but just, just before, don't want to go too much depth. But the thing about so, the thing about South is they're fucking better. They're like far better than 10 teams in the comp. Yeah. But, like, the, other, but know, the other five, the, the, there's no fucking no, nothing, no chance. Yeah, today. Maybe I'm, it's not I'm five, legitimate. maybe it's only four, maybe it's I, three. But I, I hurt myself to see if I could feel. I mean, really? <laughs> Look at you sitting on your crown with your your, your, on your your crown of crown of shit upon your liar's chair. Is that what you're saying? My crown of chins. <laughs> oh, this is going to be fucking painful, but here we are. What have you become? <laughs> A bigger cunt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, look, we're uh, we're we're a day late. Obviously, uh, Glenn had some um, very important family business to take to take care of. Uh, so we are recording on Monday night instead of the traditional Sunday night because uh, Sunday night you were preparing yourself for a, a a one and done drive from Sydney at the crack of fucking yeah. well before dawn. Yeah, and. Uh, been there, done that one before, and um, I must admit though, it must be it must have been quicker, like 
this weekend than like I've been doing like the Sydney and down the coast run since I was like fucking you know like eight you know with parents driving then me driving. I mean now that with the highways and shit they've sorted yeah. out, they must it must be much better these that, days. That North Connects Tunnel, especially getting through that Pennant Hills, you know Pennant Hills Road stretch since that North Connects Tunnel, um, is a, was a massive help. So we were we left Campbelltown at quarter past four. And like it felt like I blinked and I was, you know, through Hornsby and heading to fucking, what is it, Mooney Mooney Bridge? Is it the big dipper there? And it's fucking, gr- the wind's fucking gusting and it's pissing rain and pitch black and trucks everywhere. I was like, ah, oh, this is probably how I'm going to die. At least I got to watch fucking my team win. Talk to me about thinking that's how you're going to die. I rode Brisbane to Sydney. On a 250cc Yamaha Virago. <laughs> what are you thinking, you stupid cunt? <laughs> it dead set. The wind and on that that spot there just was was blowing blowing the Prado into the next lane where there was a truck waiting for me. How are you going on your motorbike? And that's the thing. But exactly. See, but you'd come out. You'd come out into the open bits. <laughs> Like you'd have like the shelter of some trees or something and all of a sudden it opens up on a bridge and you're fucking kissing the guardrail. It's absolutely fucked. This this thing was absolutely ringing out, doing about 125 and coming down those hills at four in the morning, the truckies want to do 160. Yeah. And they are not impressed at me on my little fucking ning, 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 in front of me. Oh fuck! But no, the road is the road's quite good. I I found it. Normally we go the inland road, and um, because we've convinced ourselves that it's quicker, but fuck, it's way more tiring. Because just I um I've enjoyed the coast road up and back actually. Yeah. Yeah. This week in fucking Blakely's travels. Well, now you can get some Newton. Like now, like pretty much from from Gold Coast to Newcastle is pretty much. A single shot down now, right? Mm. Like yeah. there's no, there's no fucking, there's no fucking about anymore. Like I mean, I mean, back in the old days where you just fucking like you know go a hundred, then you got to slow down fifty, go yeah. through this little fucking place and go hundred and go to fifty inches. I've like, got to tell you, with all the, the anyway. roadworks that have gone on yep. for that long, there's those little towns that you used to be yep. like starving, hungry, and you'd pull over and you'd find these little fucking yeah little places that you know old school home cooked yeah. meals for lunch. Or you, those things are a thing of the past. You got fucking the, the big service centres now and, I, you know, yeah, and I don't now know what is probably yeah, about it, right? Yeah, exactly. I don't know what Mavis and Beryl yeah. are doing now. They used to make their fucking homemade quiches and stuff that I used to shovel into my face on the trips down, but it's not happening anymore. Sorry, oh, sorry, ladies. Fucking enjoying their twilight years frantically scissoring. <laughs> I dare, I, I dare say their fucking I, children are probably oh. at the age where they're sizzling, scissoring now and the other ones have been fucking planted for fucking decades. Yeah. Imagine being the ambulance. <laughs> imagine being the ambulance officer that has to come and tend to four dislocated hips. <laughs> <laughs> Some things you just can't unsee. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. We've got another set of old ladies that were watching the human centipede. 
<laughs> bunch, of, bunch of old ladies who fucking who were, who were watching Requiem for a Dream. <laughs> I think I think we might have found the formula. I need to be tired as fuck as as is Nathan, and your teams need to win, which is pretty standard. And my team needs to play like a pack of cunts. I think that's the formula for funny because feel like we're on tonight. <laughs> oh, I, I'm, I'm I'm sure you're wrong when the Tigers win. I mean, yeah, we'll see I'm when just... it happens, but I'm, 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 you know, I'm, theoretically <laughs> speaking. Don't, don't hold your breath. Although we got the Dragons this week. We'll be right. You won like fucking last week. And I was the only one to pick you to win. So fucking, like you're acting like it was, it's been all fucking year or something. <laughs> it feels like watching that literally, steaming pile of dog shit. Literally last week and you were actually there physically at the game and you still, <laughs> you still forgotten already. <laughs> right. Anyway, let's get into the results without any further ado. We're late enough as it fucking is. So, Thursday night, the uh, Cowboys 36 defeat the Knights 20 up there at the Abattoir in North Queensland. The Cowboys 36 came through tries. A hat-trick to Murray Talangi. Uh, Val Holmes, Reese Robson, Mitchell Dunn, and uh, Halen Lukey with tries. Holmes, four of seven conversions. And uh, the Knights 20 came through tries to uh, Suaso Su, uh, Tuala Fitzgibbon, and Stafford Toa also with tries. Barnett. One conversion, Phoenix Crossland with one conversion. You know, so my one like my one memory of this game was what was watching the young fella get his try on debut <laughs> at the <laughs> end, great. and he was fucking crying. And I was just like, and it was, how I fucking love it. Yeah. Like, I love fucking. I just love seeing like you know, like it's when it means that much to someone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I fucking love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I found yeah. this game more. I'll tell you what. The- Sorry, you just lagged out. Um, Proceed, sir. <laughs> I found this game more entertaining than I thought I would, uh, if, I, if I'm brutally honest. But uh, the Knights fell behind 16-0 and looked way out of it. Um, they scored a try of their own and then rode a momentum wave and, and made, I thought, good use of the advantage of the sin binnings um, against the Cowboys to take to end up taking the lead. Um and in the end, the, the Cowboys were fortunate enough to be able to lean on some class touches from from Drinkwater and, and Holmes to force their way ahead and, and ended up closing it out. So, um, yeah, I think the Knights are, are stumbling fairly hard at the minute and um, the Cowboys are finding finding ways to, to get it done. So the, the Cowboys are probably a surprise packet this season. I, I thought they were going to be fucking all kinds of woeful, but they're actually... Um, their season's actually on an upward tick, I feel. But the thing about the Cowboys as well is that they're actually, like, you know, even if they're one of those lesser sides in the competition, they're still winning all the games against the teams mm. that you'd sort of have down there as well, which is actually putting, like, mm. quite a lot of distance sure. between themselves yeah. and, and you know, those teams. Yeah. I, I think the Cowboys are performing about where I'd expect them to. But... From Newcastle's point of view, to to play fuckhead's advocate for a second, realistically, they're performing like a team that has been missing a dominant game controlling number seven for the mm. majority of the season. Yeah. You know, and every team has to deal with injuries from time to time. And say what you will about him at the Origin Arena, but at club level, Mitchell Pierce is a massive advantage in terms of where you state your sets, uh, controlling end of sets, making correct decisions on fifth. And what they've got 
is a busted yeah. Blake Green mm-hmm. and and some some ring-ins that come in. <clears throat> you know, they for for all his failings. You know, Kalen Ponger is probably uh, above a net average in terms of what he what he provides for them. Yeah, in attack uh, compared to to some flaws he may have uh, in defence. Yep. Missing as well. Uh, some interesting positional selections in terms of, you know, people... Was Tex Hoy, like, not well? Was he not 100%? What was the go there? I can't tell you. I just don't know what sort of confidence level they have in him after last week. Yeah, okay. Remember, he he was at the start of the season when he was replacing Ponga, when Ponga was suspended or whatever, or injured, he was like, he, yeah, he was fucking great. But not the last couple of weeks, not so much. Yeah, interesting. Um, but the space that was out mm. on their fucking edges early on in the game, it just seemed that the Cowboys and and this is not a team that's known for having, you know, explosive, dynamic South Sydney like backlines. Yeah. There was just fucking acres out there. It seemed that every set they were spreading the ball early. And and just advancing at will, but yeah. um, yeah the the knights were back into this because of sin binnings and and little else, and the cowboys just keep improving inch by inch uh, until for <laughs> some reason they get Chad next year. I mean, it's it's the one time when when I mean I'm gonna say, I'm not gonna say the administration because you know they they would have felt like they've done their due diligence and they'd be very happy with their decision. But as if you were a fan of the Cowboys, you'd just be wishing, just fucking hope against hope that somehow Chad finds a way to backflip. <laughs> because <laughs> what... <laughs> like, you could look at Dearden and go, look, he's obviously a highly rated young player on a massively shit wicket at the moment and last year with the Broncos. So he's he's so young he can he can pro, you know something can be salvaged there, but yeah. week in week out Chad is showing you exactly who he fucking is. Yeah, <laughs> and like how anyone could be excited yeah. about that going to their but club. But the, the chances of I'll, Chad backflipping on a deal like that, where he's you know he's he's swindled. It's it's the great fucking heist of twenty twenty one. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the fucking... Can we talk about the elephant in the room? The fact that Newcastle... Was it a, a, how long did they have a two-man advantage for? Mm. Yeah, long enough. And did nothing with it. Yeah. Just yep. continued to play bash-up-the-middle football. Yep. In, instead of trying to use anything about their, their numbers advantage. It's, yeah, and, then that's, yeah. and that's another thing. I mean, that, like, you know, is that happening under Mitchell Pierce's watch? No fucking way. Exactly. You know, but. yeah. On the socials, Troy in the Facebook group said, Kurt Mann, who has fucking feet for hands at fullback in front of Tex Hoy, that will do me. Uh, Troy 2, so a different Troy, said, transaction denied. Uh, Daniel said, ah, oh, we've been broke back mountain. <laughs> Danny said, the Cowboys could be reduced to less than eight players on the field. The Knights would still find a way to fuck it with up. All the yes, op- with all the, the struggles that they've got creatively in the side, I'm surprised the Knights don't use Connor Watson more and start him at 5'8", or put him in the side, in the starting side, to get more. It just doesn't make a lot of sense yeah. for him to come off the bench mm. when they're, they're yeah. struggling. 
Yep. Yeah. And when you look at their roster, I mean, like their fit roster of people they can put on the field, I mean, he does, yeah, you know, on paper, absolutely. he does feel like the best option, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, JR underscore Buff on Twitter said, there is more life in Prince Philip than this Knights team. <laughs> Oof. Harsh self-assessment there. And uh, B.43 said, imagine if Siebes <laughs> wasn't running the defense at the Knights. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. That it? That's it. Righto. Um, speaking of teams squandering advantages, uh, <laughs> the Warriors 30 defeat the West Tigers 26 at Central Coast Stadium. Uh, the Warriors uh, 30 came through a double to Montoya. Uh, Murchie, Tuvasa Shek, Walsh, and Egan with tries. Cody Nicarima, three of six conversions. The Tigers 26 came through a double to Luke Garner and tries to Noffa and James Tamau. Dewey, three conversions and two penalty goals. Glenn. I'm just going to put this into context. I did, I did um, tweet this as well, but uh, this was a day where I uh, we'd driven to Sydney on the, on the Thursday, and on the Friday, I uh, was making my way over to see my very ill father-in-law uh, to be part of what was essentially somewhat of a bedside vigil for the man who doesn't have long to live, and on the way there. Had a car accident, ran up the arse of L play, uh, yeah, a learner um, on the way there. Quite minor, no real massive damage or anything. Um, I mean, you know, apart from the emotional and mental damage to someone who's not yet confident behind the wheel, I guess. <laughs> You're probably right. I was very polite and uh, <laughs> I d- um, and I made my way over Sorry, there. go on, mate. <laughs> <laughs> His, his mum had to drive him away from the scene to a more safe spot where we could exchange oh. details because he, he was that shot. But anyway. Poor little young fella. Kid, he may never drive again. He's He's got some bus tickets out of him, <laughs> let's be honest. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, we, we, we go over there and um, we go through all that and uh, 6 p.m. I log into the old KO machine and tune into... This fucking absolute cesspool of a poor excuse of a performance of a rugby league, professional rugby league team. And turns out that this game was the worst part of my fucking day. And the worst part of my fucking weekend. What a pack of cunts. <laughs> Look, to me, the one thing that will stick out... I mean, because like, yeah, they, they, they at times in this game they played they played very well. At times, start you know they they started great. They were on top through the middle for like the entire fucking first half. I've no idea how they didn't come away with a a big lead at halftime just based yeah. on that dominance and not alone. But the thing that I'm going to remember from this game is when they fucking got the the sin bin advantage for twenty minutes. Got, Ten minutes. <laughs> Yeah, they started off. They had the, so they had ten minutes. They didn't know they were going to get another ten mm. in there, but they, they started with the ten minutes. What's the first fucking thing they do? Kick a penalty goal. So you've you've rubbed yeah. three minutes straight off the top. So that evens the game up. Next time they get down there, they kick another fucking penalty goal to take a two point lead, pretty much eradicating the rest of whatever they had on the clock for that for that sin bidding. At no point did they try and you know you know spread it. Yeah, God forbid, score a fucking try, and like that absolute cowardice was just was was rewarded with exactly what it deserves. I thought Maurice Walsh was good for the Warriors. 
like he, like I, I feel like Reese Walsh, and I think I, I think I said this to the boys. But I, I think Reese Walsh. I think he's the player. I feel like he's the player that like Callum Ponga was is hyped to be. Yeah. If you get yeah, what I mean. Yeah. But to be fair, he's, I mean, he's got a long way he's, to go, especially good. defensively and stuff. Yeah, he he had yeah. some some fucking amazing moments in this game, but the Tigers. There was a couple of points where the Tigers made him look like Daly Messenger, and whilst I think he's a he's a quality kid and he's a his his talent is immense, I just think the fact that he was made to look like an immortal in this game by the Tigers probably a little bit of a stretch at this early stage of his career, but he uh, he's going to be something. I just I don't back Brownie not to fuck it up to be honest for the Warriors, but um, yes, yeah, true. Yeah, but in contrast, I said to the Knights, they took full advantage of the the sin binnings um, to to get them get themselves back into the game and give themselves a chance to win. Um, the Tigers, as you alluded to, Nate, the Tigers played their worst football of the game for twenty consecutive minutes when they were had one man advantage. And uh, the thing is, it's not like it was, it's not like it was their worst football either. I mean, it, 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 yeah, it probably was, but it wasn't like it wasn't through just like playing badly. It was through like. Like tactical cowardice. Yeah, that was that was part of it. But then the attack, as you say, they started well and the attack was quite crisp and all the rest of it. They've got a one man advantage and they fucking can't get out of each other's way. Like, yeah, fuck out of here, cunts. It it, it does go though to the to that modern rugby league team behaviour of. You, know, you see it all the time. You've got these rules now in place to penalise things like lazy markers or ruck infringements or people inside the 10. And your dummy halves aren't looking up and seeing what's in mm. front of them. The amount of time that I see markers absolutely fucking zigzagged, mm. like that, that fucking, that look like the foot of a kid that stepped on a landmine behind the fucking play of the ball. And I'm thinking, here we go. There's a fucking dummy half dart on here. No, nah, not even looking. Mm. Just they're, they're intent on where they're going to pass. too robotic, so yeah. I think that, 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 well, that comes out to teams now. And it's because a lot of the time, so many of them get fucked up for, oh, this was the game plan and you didn't execute the game plan. Mm. They've got a preconceived idea of the way they're going to go out there and play. Yeah. But if the Tigers' game plan was to play well for approximately 25 minutes and then ultimately shit the bed and look like a pack of cunts, then they executed the game plan perfectly. Sensational. And uh, on the socials, at Devonhead. This fuckhead. said, oh no, a team that has played a quarter of the game with 12 men is going to win a game against a team that's been full strength all game. This will upset the natives and doomsayers. <laughs> Hashtag Tigers in decline. Uh, at Deformo96 said, Tigers are a special kind of shit tonight. How the fuck do you get two tries scored against you when you have a man advantage? <laughs> and uh, at Carlos2Q on Twitter said Tigers bombed a three-man overlap twice in one play. That's got to be a record. <laughs> that was the, that was the last play too, wasn't it, when they were trying to win the game? And, Jay, you'll love this. I don't know if you had, were paying much attention, but 
if it, it is right in your hit zone. The um, the Tigers had a one man advantage, and the Warriors at one point during that still stripped the Tigers for numbers on on Noffa's edge. <laughs> tell me how that's tell exactly. me how that's possible. Exactly, but and and again, I know we take the piss because it happens every fucking week, every fucking week. If it's if we're seeing it mm. as fucking amateur lounge chair experts. Hey, amateur! Come on now. How how is the club not seeing it? Even if they're not doing it, like in the in a in an abusive manner in video sessions to try and put the rest of the team, you know, to put pressure on him, you know, like in, yeah, to embarrass him into it. Like, how is someone not just taking him aside, doing a one-on-one video mm. session, saying, "See, you doing this? Here you go. Stop. You're doing it yeah. again, and here you're doing it again." Here's the fucking. Here I'm going to draw on the screen, you know, draw the circuit. This is where you should be when this is happening. This is your read. Mm. This is your read. Look what you're doing to fucking Joey inside. Look what you've done. Look, you fucked him because look look where you are. Like, I mean, that's not hard. So, I mean. Yeah. I will and say. And it's not like a situation that we saw later this weekend where a, a certain winger was absolutely trained by the fucking ball playing of the other side. So, he was trained to come in in a certain way over the course of a game to the point where he just started getting burned from it, you know, because of the deception. Noffa will do it the first fucking play of the game. Yeah, you don't have to train him. To, you don't. You don't have to train him and suck him in and lose confidence in his inside man or anything like He's that. He's already trained because it's not there to start with. But, but is this a forest for the trees thing with the tigers? That there are so many. Like that. That the problems are so many. That the really obvious ones go, go untreated. Oh, that's Maybe. an excellent question. Well, how, I don't have an coaches, answer for it, but it's an excellent question. How many question. coaches has Noffa been through now? Well, you know, like my, like most West Tigers players. I mean, <laughs> four. Yeah, <laughs> like, like most West Tigers players who's who played first grade during the era when Robbie Farrell was there. <laughs> <laughs> Several. <laughs> uh, the, the last point I want to say uh, about this game is. Um, Tommy Talao's he copped a lot of flack and he had a shocker, but he's he did some things in that game that Noffa has done those those things in multiple games at different stages of of the last several seasons and got a pass for, and and yeah. Tommy Talao copped flack that he, he wasn't really due. On top of that, he's also a center slash five eight, not a winger, so. Um, I, I thought- and the thing about Noffa is Noffa will always he's always good for one or two junk time tries yeah. to, to reduce the margin after the game is gone yeah. which show up on the stat sheet and make him look like something that he you know Correct. more than he yeah. actually is That's in, his it. Net, in his net you know results fair um, King Levius said no RTS no, next year no worries scoring two tries with 12 men don't blame the rules for your losses blame your shit teams I am <laughs> hashtag my PC is out for Reese. Hashtag sexy eyelines cross try lines. Yeah, it does. It does. It does look that. Uh, I don't know. I don't know where their paths cross, but it certainly does look like that. Um, yeah, there's a bit of. Uh, there's a touch of Tat- Todd Payton in That's young, young Reese uh, getting uh, getting the mum's makeup. The sniff test on Twitter. So the only part worth watching is BJ Lelua trying to smash someone and smash himself. Yeah. And fucking hell, didn't I enjoy the fuck? What 
Like that cunt is an absolute fake tough guy cheap yeah. shot merchant. Is he the is he the greatest exponent uh, of faux tough guy in the NRL at the moment? No, no, oh, there's another. No, he, no, he's not. There's another. We'll get to him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, that that tackle, where and I forget who he was trying to hit, but that that essentially gone to ground or, mm. or were coming down from taking a, a catch. Yeah. And BJ's gone to do the the gigantic shoulder smash on them with their back turned yep. as they're defenseless. Yeah. You know? And he's just completely misjudged. They've fallen another <laughs> 20 centimetres and he's gone straight over the top <laughs> and smashed his face. It was fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, Christopher said, Imagine being the Tigers, taking the two with 13 on 12 twice, then getting scored on. Edit. <laughs> Scored on again while being a man up. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> Let's move on from this fucking shit show, shall we? That's it. You done with you done, you done with the socials there, oh, Jay? There's so it many can't. more. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The uh, oh, penis is about to split like an overcooked frankfurter. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the Sharkies thirteen defeated the Dragons twelve at uh, Net Strata Jubilee. Friday late game, the uh, Sharkies uh, tries to Connor Tracy and Will Kennedy, uh, Chad with two conversions and the important field goal. The Dragon side uh, had a double to, to Max Fenai and uh, a penalty goal to Corey Norman and a penalty goal to Jack Bird. This game was like fucking back to the old days of Monday night football <laughs> when it was always like the Sharks yeah. versus Newcastle or the Eels versus Newcastle. You know, those three teams win this triumvirate of fucking pain. Where yeah. they were just almost unwatchable fucking games on the Monday night, and this was this was a real throwback to those games. It was terrible, and it wasn't saved by the closeness and the well, uh, you know yeah. the golden point the golden point finish. I've said it before this season. The only thing worse than the Dragons as a football team is um, is the Dragons fan base, and um, this it rang true in this game. And um, one of the two of the biggest things that I took out of this game one. Um, young Ramsey at the back probably showed a glimpse when he was he, he was he broke into the open field at one stage and showed um, pace I didn't realise he had and and there was probably a glimpse of why the Dragons are so hesitant to, to extend Dufty um, in favour of of playing Ramsey at one. Um, that's the first real sign I've seen that that may have some some merit and some legs. Cause I feel like Duff, yeah, but at Dufty the same was, time he's he just, getting he... fucked, but. He just looked fast to me, though. He didn't like... Like, Dufty has fucking thrown on ball playing and laid on mm, tries mm. with fucking, you know, with beautiful passing. He's like, I didn't see any of that from him. Yeah, no, no, no. I, he I, just looks like a fast fucking kid. Yeah, you know I, I think... I think if, if... He doesn't look like a fast kid. He looks like he looks like my Uncle Chris who lives up with Bly Bly <laughs> and fucking smokes a ton of weed. Yeah, That's gonna, what he looks like. I was going to say, it looks like he played for the fucking... <laughs> the Nimbin Bud. <laughs> Yeah. And he was a speedy, <laughs> speedy fullback for them, and the dragons have unearthed him. Pardon the pun, but um, yeah, the other yeah. one of all the of all the sin binnings and the high shots um, over the last you know last two rounds now, Vaughn on Chambers was probably I think that was probably one of the most glaring examples that they got it wrong, um, and it's it's ones like that where you see a team go down a man. And I'm not convinced there was any contact, to be quite honest. It's a, it, it looked like it on replay, but I, I don't think he actually touched him. Um, 
And it's, you know, to lose a man for 10 minutes out of a game, albeit it's only the Dragons and they're probably going to lose anyway. But that one was probably a a real example of the rules, which I don't disagree with the, the... why the rules are there and the and the fact that they're being enforced, but when they get it wrong, it's you know, in games that are really meaningful later in the season, I, your mic has gone really um yeah there it is. It, is it as wrong as perhaps somebody would get their name if they had CTE? No, no, I I get where you're coming from, um, but that that one really stood out to me, um, and. Just on the Sharks, they put themselves in a position whilst the man down to take control of the game and, and you know, they probably, like, someone had to take control of this game or, or, or take the game and, and win mm-hmm. it. And I think both teams at varying stages did their best not to, but, um, you know, Chad probably showed some experience and he got to a position to, to put himself, um, you know, there as the hero and... Got it done. I don't know. There'll be a lot of that happening for the Cowboys next year. Yeah, and look, there. you know, like you know, we can we can say what we want. We can say what we want about Chad. I mean, and like you know, that entire game was you know, was not great. However, when it came down to the goal and point thing, you know, it was like early early tackle count. He was he, yeah. he, he put himself front and center when there was no pressure, um, and you know, and made sure he did what he you know did what he had to do to, to yep. lock away the win after the Dragons had fucking you know, yeah, refused to fucking try and take the you know. The shot themselves, True. you know, so that's yeah, it. I'll give him that. Yep, spot on. Spot on. Toto in the Facebook group said, Cowboys have got themselves a match winner there. <laughs> Dean said, This is my karma. I'm the one who leaked the Corey Norman video of him licking Canadian club off a of fanny. Now he plays for my club. Fuck my life. <laughs> <laughs> John. <laughs> Oh, I forgot about this one. Oscar Pistorius could kick a ball better than Corey Norman. <laughs> we know he. We know he can at least hit he a target. He's a sharpshooter. Oh. That's, That's it. it. Uh, ben said it's Chad Townsend's world, and we just live in it. Uh, the biggest tiger said, "I love Golden Point games. It's top tier of NRL chaos and highly entertaining." And then uh, Hammers said, that game was so ugly, it kills puppies and earns $6 a month on OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fucking, it's a, it's a deep cut, that one. Oh, deep cut. We'll explain to you later. Okay, later. then. I'm not sure I want you to. <laughs> oh, no, you, 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 you'll, you'll love it. Um, moving on to Saturday, the uh, Gold Coast Titans 30 to feed the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs 20 at Seabus, Hope Solo Coliseum. The uh, Titans uh, double to um, AJ Branstone. Uh, Tino, Philip Sammy, and Jared Wallace also with tries. Fogarty, perfect five for five conversions. The Dogs, 20, came through tries to Chris Smith, Nick Trotrich, Nick Meany, and Luke Thompson. Avrilo, two for four conversions. Who wants to start this one off? I don't think anyone wants to start this one off. <laughs> I've got to give the Dogs a little bit of credit. They fought hard and showed um, some improved shape and structure despite the Titans... I thought um, it was pretty obvious that the Titans are, are more polished and, and far better coached. Um, but the Dogs had them rattled and, and really come back and, and look like they 
they gave themselves a chance to to come away with a, a fairly sizable upset. But um, in the end, the Titans, yep. you know, compose themselves and, and come up with the plays um, to to close it out. Uh, the biggest, obviously, the biggest play at the end of the game was was Big Mo um, steaming straight through the middle and, and um, setting AJ up. But I think for all the fanfare of, of Tino and Fafita, um, Fodawaka, he doesn't get the raps, but he's becoming a, a critical piece in that Titan side. You know, those Tino and, and David Fafita yeah. are, are big names and, and high impact, but some of the stuff he does in the middle with, with his footwork and, um, and, and some post-contact meters in the hard yards is, is, is just as important for, for the way the Titans side is structured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's it. I think you, you look at the stats for this game and they're, they're almost identical in, in the, the categories that you'd normally count anyway. <clears throat> and I think that's with the dogs. There's just a little bit lacking in execution. They can get all of their base KPIs pretty close to right. Like they're not having a, a stupid amount of handling errors over the course of the season. They're not far behind the the leading teams in, in terms of what they're doing with missed tackles and things like that. You know, unless they get their, their blowout games against them. But they just don't seem to have that that spark or extra energy or enthusiasm with how they play, especially with how they finish sets. Mm. They they still legit seem to be that go through the motion team and since Nate said it I've been noticing it more and more and more and more. They go into a game, or they seem to go into a game, waiting for something to get them up for the game. Yeah, no, that's fair. Whereas you see the teams that are leading the competition, they're into it from their first set. They're not warming into mm. anything. It's not like mm. they're, they're like, oh, okay, I'm just going to trade jabs back and forth for a couple of sets until, you know, maybe you put on a high shot on one of our boys and then mm. we're going to fire because up. Because they're professionals, <laughs> not fucking yeah, park it. sides. Hey, that's it. You're, it's you're because, obviously it's still because, there, Nate. Yeah, because... I've lost. Oh, there you're back now. Trent can't get a team fucking primed. Yeah, the, 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 I mean, whatever Trent's saying to them in the final address, it just doesn't like he's just like demotivational. That's what it, that's what it has to be. Yeah, he can't it. get. I mean, like yeah, whether he can coach or not. And I mean, obviously, you know, my my opinions are well documented. But um, yeah, all that aside, he hasn't even got that base level fucking Kevy Walters mm. motivational shit to send him out rare. You know, yeah. raring to go. That's it. And uh, just like the fucking teams, the comments for this game were absolute dog shit. Mm-hmm. And you should all feel fucking bad if you are a Dogs fan or a fucking Titans fan. Yeah. Apart from just the regular feeling I gonna, bad. I was going to say, not just for the comments. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Well, you know what? Yeah. You, you should feel your usual level of shitness about yourself, but at least now you've got something to blame it on. <laughs> So, so you got uh, nothing Terry, to play? Oh, no, you do, yeah. Terry said, with the game on the line, Elliot and Katoa drop right off the tackle. They can drop off from first grade now too. Yeah, that is correct. I do. Uh, no, I don't pity you for having Sione Katoa. You're fucking welcome. Uh, Zoran said, there you go. Players have started to exaggerate the force they're hit with when hit high. Nappy used more force on his own ass when he fingered himself <laughs> than he hit Wallace with. <laughs> well, that's a good one. <laughs> Should have gone to the bin for 10. And uh, at JSJ Hogan on Twitter said, I'm still in disbelief. Dogs have scored more than three tries for the first time this season. 
There you go. Right. Uh, moving on to the, uh, the the upset of the year, I dare say, at the moment. Uh, at this stage of competition, the uh, yeah. the Broncos 34 defeated the Roosters 16 at Sydney Cricket Ground. Uh, the Broncos hat trick to David Mead uh, tries to Copley, Asiata and Palacio. Uh, five of six conversions for Jermaine Osako. The Roosters side tries to Crichton, Tupo and Tupanua. Walker, one conversion, one penalty goal. This was the game where the Roosters... You're right, yeah. You, you're with yeah. us, Jay. <laughs> sorry, Jay. <gasps> Man, I'm sorry. I've, I've hurt my back in the gym, so I'm I'm on fucking struggle street at the moment. <laughs> um, this was the game the Roosters fell off the wagon, and it remains to be seen whether it was just a, a blip on the radar and they're back on track this week or... Um, although they do see, it does seem like they're going to be without... Radley for possibly 187 weeks. <laughs> I don't think Radley's going to be. I think Radley's going to be. He's going to be touching the the lofty limits set by Les Boyd and fucking John Hopperwade when he fucking came through with the flying elbow on Big Keefe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he said to. The, I mean, I said I said this online to an East friend, but fuck it, I'll say it. Who would have thought? that the spiritual fucking son or successor to the throne of Adrian Morley <laughs> was little fucking Victor Radley. <laughs> what did he end up with? Four, four or five four charges? Reports, couple of yeah. two minutes, like yeah. just, just a fucking epic night yeah. at the office. It's Jesus. <laughs> Absolutely recalcitrant little yeah. cunt. Like dead set. Like who, who, who would have thought that he'd be the guy most likely to be just fucking rubbed out of the game based on a rule set? Yeah. Like fucking learn, son. Yeah. Learn. And and um, Robinson alluded to as much uh, in the press conference. And said, you know, he's he's. I can't remember. I'm paraphrasing, but it was like you know, just stating the obvious. He's he's, he's got to get a handle on that. <laughs> it's fairly understated. But mm. young Walker, mm. I think, got a, a a taste of of actual pressure, and albeit he came from the Broncos, which was pretty unexpected. But um, you know. The pressure was there for him to pull out the plays to, to win, um, you know, and put, put the game in the in the Roosters' favour, and and it wasn't the the game wasn't flowing for him, and he had to, I think he forced his hand a little bit and showed that you know he's every bit of an eighteen year old or nineteen year old or whatever he is, and and you can't hate on him for that. No, no, not at all. But, but here's the thing: everybody saw the brand of football that the Broncos played against. New Penrith when they they went up there to play, and and it was high quality in terms of their mistakes and errors. There was up and in your face defence, and they were just on the Panthers all night. So we've seen what they're capable of when there is something for them to really motivate themselves for mm. within a game. How the fuck did the Roosters think that they weren't going to go into this one trying to take a scalp? Mm. A the Roosters a are. Scalp. <laughs> You know, top-tier yeah. team scalp. They're limping a little bit at the moment due to injuries and a bunch of other things than when you'd normally get them. Plus, you've got the fucking young half that's come from mm. Brisbane throwing very thinly-veiled barbs about, you know, why the, why the fuck wouldn't I want to leave Brisbane to come to the Roosters? Mm. You know, I'd, I'd be stupid to want to stay there. Fair. 
it's like they got a bit of a fucking ambush. The roosters. Oh, they 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 absolutely, they absolutely did. did. But also, it goes to it goes to what I was saying last week. Like Vic, like I I said when we were talking about this match that you know if they can keep Vic Radley, I was talking about HIAs. <laughs> I didn't know he was going to go fucking crazy. <laughs> And get sent to Simbin for fucking half the game. Like I, I was talking about, like you know, when he got knocked out of the game previously, you know, with the HIs, mm. and that's when the, that's when it turned on the, you know, turned against them when they were playing what the Eels, I think it was. And um, still, I mean, he is so fucking important to the side in their current constitution, the way they are with the injuries. And without him, it's just that they just they just drop a level. And I mean, this game though, you know, it may, it may as well have been a fucking HIA because not only were they at him, I mean, when they were without him, they were down a man as well, which just aids and, and bets and, and a bets a fucking side that's motivated, mm. you know, to try and you know spring an ambush or cause an upset. Yeah. So. How much is uh, how much is Milford's asking price dropping by the week? So, you know, for for him to get renewed at the Broncos, it, it's it's got to be on next to nothing. He gets dropped. They win. It's not. I don't, I don't think. He's, yeah, he's not getting renewed anyway. I mean, that's like that's off the okay. table. I, 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 but, I think, isn't it? I think his team are looking around. You know, other clubs at the moment, and I believe the asking price is around six hundred, yeah, which is still fucking too much. nonsensical. But see, here's the thing. I was chatting with China's biggest Broncos fan the other day, and and I was saying, how is Milford still an issue with Brisbane? Like, I know you're trying to get something out of him this season, but tell me that Adam Reynolds coming to the club doesn't all but solve the Milford mm. dilemma. Mm. Like, 2015 Milford was fucking game-breaking. Yeah. Now, albeit he was fitter and probably in a better place mentally. Yeah. But imagine turning up to training next year and Kevy says, I don't know, do you know how many fifth tackle kicks we want you to have zero. this year? Fucking zero. Yep. None. It's done. It's covered. That's it. You gotcha. He's got it. Yep. And you know what? If he gets tackled on the fourth, Asako will just fucking boot it. Yep. You have to have no responsibility for in-game kicks. Just fucking wait till there's a fuck up, back up in the middle, and do that. Oh my god! How is that little fat fuck so fucking elusive? Thing you do. <laughs> it, 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 the Milford thing should be solved. Yeah, that should be well. Hey, you're not a million dollar player anymore, but we'd love you at the club. He's he's four hundred and fifty. Yeah. Yeah. He's four fifty or even four hundred. I reckon the Broncos could keep him for four hundred. Mm. Get yourself back up to 2015 level. That's it. And if it's not, you know, and you might be able to play yourself into a million dollars somewhere. Do you give else. him a one-year deal? It. Take two. Take two. One year at 400. I reckon you give him a two. A two at 400, or one with one in the club's mm. favour. Because who else has given him better than that? Yeah. Yeah. No one. You know. And then again, essentially, you're back to a co- a combo of a game controlling organisational half. With Milford doing his freakish broken field stuff. Completely agree. Yep. Yeah. But at anyway. the same time as well, maybe the best thing for him is to fucking just go somewhere else mm. where, you know, they'll get a fresh start. Yeah, that that's true. It probably is the best thing for him, but who's mm-hmm. taking it? Yeah. 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 Do well, we want it. to talk about Albert Kelly's yeah. um ear protection? Like was just normal everyday garden variety. The old, the old, the old Olympic 
Greco-Roman wrestling training well, I, and, and I, just run onto the NRL yeah, field. I, I love it that like he doesn't. <clears throat> I, I I love it. I love that he doesn't give a fuck, and like he actually recognizes that headgear does fucking nothing to protect your mm. brain. But he's like, but I definitely, under no circumstances, want fucking cauliflower ears. <laughs> so I'm going to protect that shit. I think that that's like that's the only headgear that fucking rugby league players mm. should be wearing. I heard that he did. Yeah. He have a so, he sort of had a laceration on his ear or something like that. That it was freshly stitched up or something. That that's what he was trying to protect. Well, that'll well that well the, yeah that'll that'll certainly well that'll certainly protect mm. it. Yeah, mm. I didn't hear that, but um, but yeah, I mean that would certainly fit the trendsetter. That's it. On the socials, fat hairy lazy said the NRL cracking down on high shots to protect players from getting whatever the fuck is wrong with Victor Radley's brain. <laughs> Quality. Uh, Nigel said, as everyone knows, I am one of the biggest cock frothers going around, but tonight I have nothing but an empty soulless feeling that I am unfamiliar oh, with. Your team you lost go. a fucking game. Try being a Tigers oh. fan. Yeah, they lost to Brisbane, mate. It's fucking yeah, embarrassing. Okay. Uh, Toto said the Storm already looking over their shoulder having to play the mighty 13-plus Broncos <laughs> next week. <laughs> yeah. Has anyone uh, checked, That's a has anyone checked back Toto there. for HIA? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he hit his head on fucking door frames. Uh, at Woody Frogwoman said, just doing our part to ensure a bull dud spoon. You're welcome. Oh, fucking... Trying to take that much undeserved credit, you'll fucking end up burying for pon- for fucking ponga. Yeah, I think I think and, we want. Uh, the, I think we actually want to have a. Uh, we want to we want a bronco spoon more than a bulldog spoon. I mean, bulldog it. spoon is the fucking second best option there. I mean, it's good. Don't get me wrong, but it's not. Yeah, the, but the universe is already giving that to us. We don't have to wish for that. Yeah, but we want it again. Exactly. And oh. then again. And then again, yeah, look, you know what? We, we reset. We reset on Bronco, New Year's every Bronco year. Spoon. Bronco spoon, Bronco spoon, Bronco spoon. Exactly. Uh, and finally, at Queenslander twenty two, said refs fault this all you want. We had only won two games this year, one of which was against the only team beneath us. That is fucking great. And Echo. honestly, the Roosters fans you know, made absolute cunts of themselves complaining about forward passes and things like that as well. Like, yeah. you were just you were, you were beaten across the fucking park by the Brisbane Broncos. Be embarrassed. Fucking pipe down for a week. Regroup. Win next week. Then start talking exactly. again. I mean, yep. it's just embarrassing. It's the worst case scenario for any team in the competition at the moment. Losing to the Broncos. So, um, you're just going to have to eat it, unfortunately. Oh, where are we next game? Storm 34 to feed the Raiders 10 uh, down at GIO. And the uh, Storm had a double to Big Nelson. Chris Lewis, Remus Smith, uh, Tom Eisenhuth, and uh, Trent Liero tries. Nico Hines, five of six conversions. The Raiders 10 going through tries to Bailey Simonson and Elliot Whitehead. George Williams, one conversion. Jesus fucking Christ, what a start they had. They did. They're looking. They're, they're looking very good, and by far the better team. And the storm looked like they had no fucking answer, mm. and there were points coming from nowhere until all of a sudden they did. And um, the Raiders, fuck that. The Raiders had no answer at that point. I mean, yeah. the storm miraculously took a narrow lead into halftime, and then it was the second half. Raiders back again. 
10 nil up against a storm this, side. This is that corner. Massive outs as well, and then complete, Zero completely spine. capitulated. Canberra's Canberra's cooked, yeah. and they won't be fixed in 2021. I, I they have they're the, the biggest disappointment of this season. Other than my own team, from for myself personally, the Raiders are the biggest disappointment in the comp. Yeah, but com- compare that, you know, where you expect your team to finish and how you expect them to f- perform. I expect them to win the comp undefeated the every underperformance. year. That's what I expect. Okay. <laughs> I'm talking about other people getting checked for HIAs, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. But the the fact is you only have to play 40 minutes of football against mm. Canberra. Yeah. That that's it. Because the minute you do anything positive in the second half, that oh fuck switch mm. goes off in their head. And they're it's not a the proper, same team. It's proper mental. It, it did this week around about the 30 the 35th mm. minute. Yeah. The second the storm like the storm had absolutely nothing, but the second it looked like they had something, Canberra that's it, they just they just shut down. Mm. And Brian Smith hasn't been the most impressive, like, um, yeah, player. And clearly, he's he's definitely second fiddle behind Harry Grant when fit. Mm. But the like, he fucking picked that team up and put them on his back from that zero start, and yeah. and he got them into the game just through his just through his own fucking force of will. And Correct. then you saw these other guys like, you know, then you got Nelson and, you know, Nico Hines and those sorts of guys. Then they all started lifting on the back of you know, off the back of that. Mm. Mm. Nico Hines has done his contract negotiation and, and the fact he's been you know, shopping himself via his agent around to other clubs. No harm in this game. I, I thought he had some yep. you know, when 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 the storm actually started to go, he had some really Classy touches. Yep. On the socials on that one. At rugby for all underscore JP spreading the uh, the gospel in Japan said one day Raiders fans will realise that Viking clap is just another way of saying Swedish gonorrhea, and Sticky is a symptom and not a coach. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Uh, at Joseph Palazzi on Twitter. Said the Raiders got their cheeks. Hashtag Viking clapped. <laughs> oh, and here we go. Here's one I put in the wrong fucking thread. This is great though. This is for the uh, Broncos Roosters game from our old friend Mister Underscore Wars. He said, "Close your eyes and replace Victor Radley's arms with my fat dick, and you might get a glimpse into how much I want to be inside the Brisbane Broncos. Deep, deep inside." Equally as feverous an appetite for face as the church has for children's puckering anus. Oh, fucking dead. Oh, I love him so much. Yes, that's it. <laughs> but he's fucking wrong. Uh, Dean, in the Facebook group, said, Horsbrew is so fucking ugly and looks like he'd stink. He was the kid in high school who walked around giving people wet willies laughing, her, her, her. Teachers reported to the principal that they suspect he's retarded, but he was big and could play footy, so they kept it under wraps and just let him pass his classes so they could get rid of him. His teachers just had to cop it when he was wanking in class and throwing it at them. <laughs> Did you see he got that towards the, what was it towards half time there where he started to get he started to get you know towards that pointy cry mode again? Yeah, yeah, he was gonna, yeah. You could just see he was on the verge of getting set off again. It's fucking terrible. Like that that guy is a powder keg. 
Yeah, yeah. And, and he's I, so I, easy. He's so fucking easy. Once they get him, once he started off, you can just keep fucking just going at him and going at him. I, for one, would like to start a GoFundMe and have all monies donated to the, ch- the charity of choice of the player that can get him to explode like that again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Grover. So that was a bullshit, crazy opening try by the Raiders, and we sucked for the first 30 minutes. Then, fade is going to fade, 22-0 in the second half. Hashtag Stormageddon. Shout out to Grover as well, who for, for that game drove drove to, uh, to Canberra from Melbourne and then back again after the game. Mm. Yeah, so, that's exactly the same as driving that's from quality. Sydney to Canberra. Well, no, it's a little bit longer. It's longer than that. It's not a big fucking achievement. Well, it's pretty. It's a pretty fucking decent round <laughs> love, trip to fucking get I to. I love this shit. To go to a fucking to to go to a game. Just feed him, Jay. Oh, feed him. It, fuck him. It's half he a cup a bus. of big fucking it's half deal, a cup you of coffee cunt. longer than you going to fucking see Manly at the Gold Coast. No. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck off. It is. <laughs> Somebody's got their dick stuck in the Defendertron again. <laughs> Sounds like a dick stuck in their, in, in their fucking trip meter. <laughs> From the oh. of it. <laughs> what are we doing? What, what are we doing now? Congratulating people for being able to use cruise control. Oh, fucking. Look at you. Look at you. Fucking pressing buttons. How good, Grover. Oh. oh, that that was a multi-hour trip. Well done for not getting the shakes, you fucking alco. How good. <laughs> Fuck me. Raise this, your this, bar. This, this, from, this, this, from, this from the cunt who was fucking... Who barely, who barely fucking dragged himself... Oh. From fucking twenty k's north of the CBD to go and watch his own fucking team play on, on the Sunday afternoon on Magic Weekend. Hey, I'm caring for a sick child here. Yeah, child, yeah. child safety matters, Cardinal Pell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, congratulations for not getting the shakes. Fuck, I'm lost. I'm gone. <laughs> the uh, Panthers 56 to feed the Rabbitohs 12 at uh, Apex Oval the uh, Panthers tries to uh, hat-trick to Burton uh, kick out Capewell Brian Toto Steve Crichton and a couple of Nathan Cleary uh, Cleary 8 conversions and 2 penalty goals defeating the Rabbits 12 through tries to Josh Mansour Cody Walker and a couple of conversions to Menu Log. The floor yeah, is yours. Just, just keep winning. Like they, they just keep winning. And and this is at the stage now where you sort of run out of superlatives for them. Because they're, they're maintaining. And that was my worry. I feel that last year they peaked and they peaked very early. And then everyone else was riding them home. But you could see, and I saw it in the, the Brisbane game they played last year. That, that they were on a slide. And they slid in form almost every game and they were they were lucky to escape that semi-final against Souths last year and eventually got, got done in, in the grand final. But, but this year, they're maintaining their intensity, they're maintaining their discipline, and they're maintaining that focus to, to go out 
and commit to playing an 80-minute game no matter who's in front of them. And that, I think, is the biggest achievement, especially for a team that's so young, is to have that maturity so early on in their careers of, well, as, as long as we do these certain things over these 80 minutes, then we will put ourselves in with a chance of winning this football game. Souths were just completely underwhelming, especially in defence. Their fucking like mm. like red zone defence and goal line defence was fucking embarrassing. It was. But also the part of the field that South should really feel the most at home in. Like Isaiah Yo just fucking tore them to shreds up the middle and, and out leading out onto the edges. And then you've got Capewell backing up. The the fact that Kurt Capewell was wrong footing and fucking yeah. turning around <laughs> outside backs. And I know it's his first game back, but it's not like it was last year where if you were out and because of COVID, you couldn't train. Yeah. The the fact that, that he outran Luttrell mm. w- without much of a fucking start. Um, yeah, the, the Panthers make excellent decisions under pressure. They have a run-first mentality and they have an I'll-go-with-you mentality in terms of very rarely do you see someone out on their own trying to create something. And it's such a fucking simple thing about rugby league. If there are multiple jerseys around a football, it gives defenders more people they have to look at and more possible decisions that they know they're going to have to make. So it makes it harder for them to make the right one. More incorrect decisions out there to make, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's it's not tough. Um, and, and leading out there is Nathan Cleary, who, who last year was probably the recipient of a little bit of praise just because of the number on his back. You know, when a team starts doing well, obviously the halves are going to take a, a fair bit of credit. But this year has really grown into the role, and and this week he like you know he had that one pass that that led to the intercept, mm-hmm. which was a a little bit dubious. Uh, I I get it though with fucking Momorovsky in the side. That's the only way that the ball will get out to the fucking winger yeah. is a giant fucking harbour bridge floater over the top. Um, but that first try he scored was just pure you know strength to to get over uh, his his game is growing in leaps and bounds you mark that with the defense that they have and and they're in a special place right now I don't know again if it's too early in the season um, that is still a concern for me but but going out against who should have been probably their, their toughest test since Melbourne uh, and and did not skip a beat. Absolutely fantastic for for the rabbits. I, I just think they need to tighten up their defence. They're, they're an attacking team, and they've got enough skill that that they've got points in them. They're fucking but, so. They're absolutely gone. Now that's yeah. not to say they won't make the finals. I think they're even still a good chance of of making the top four because they're fucking way better than maybe ten teams. Mm. But mm. when they get in the finals, anyone who's playing them <clears throat> has a fucking great chance of beating them. Because man, like that was 
that was epic, like the best of like the Broncos level sort of fucking folding. Mm. And like just the body language, like everything from out of South was fucked after like 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. And from a Wayne Bennett coach side too. Yeah. It's, you know, they probably have the advantage that he's the kind of guy that can turn turn that around and get in their heads and, and resolve that, but... It's it's early in the season, essentially. So I mean, he does. He's got plenty of time to fix it, but man, it's a lot of fixing that needs to be done. Mm. Yeah, you're 100 percent right. Socials on this one, Ryan, in the Facebook group said, "I'm in a room full of Panthers fans. This is pure undiluted herpes." Hashtag fuck the Broncos. Hashtag except for Adam Reynolds, he's all right. Oh, we're fucking <laughs> softening already, are we? Jesus. <laughs> Uh, Matty said, I hope this game would be the one to put the heat on the boys and expose some flaws in our game. Oh, well, maybe next week. Hashtag chinners are grinners. Stephen said, I nearly picked South for an upset, then looked at the Panthers forward pack. Who's going to stop these cunts? Do they have enough depth if key players get injured? You know what? I, I really think they do. Even coverage in the halves. It's, it's obviously not ideal. Um, but Burton goes back there. Yeah. You know, so. mm. uh, You've also played a big, big chunk of this season with without your first choice fullback and first choice hooker, let's hooker. not forget. Yeah, so exactly. it's not like you've had an a- absolute charmed run as far yeah. as health goes. Yeah, and that's and that's what's going to cost them. I think the health of fucking Edwards is a, is a huge factor <clears throat> because, you know, it's all well and good fucking round 10 or 11 of the season to roll Stephen Crichton out there. But against the fucking, you know, when it comes, like he's he's the biggest weakest link in the team when he plays a fullback. I mean, like he's you know Correct. he's a fine center. I'd have him in the origin side. Fuck, I'd have anyone there in ahead of Gutho. But um, <laughs> however, fullback, he's he's no fullback. Well, it's just fucking common sense that people that make the center position ahead of Kurt Capewell in his club side are obviously <laughs> better centers than Kurt Capewell, or yes. else he would play in the centers for Penrith. Yes, correct. And Gutho is not a better centre than Kurt Capewell, as we found out last year numerous fucking times. At Geo underscore Ute on Twitter said, I'd like to thank our Lord and Saviour, Chinsus Christ, for the bounty of points he lay upon us. Oh, I'll get behind that religion. Is she not like a dragon? Awesome. She's like a Dragons fan, isn't she? So, <laughs> yeah, you know what? Just she studies rocks, and so it's just obvious how rock hard Nathan Cleary makes me. Oh Jesus! Well, you say he's fucking Easter Island, fucking obelisk, fucking, <laughs> fucking face, <laughs> chin, <laughs> and uh, at chin underscore Laden sixty nine. This guy, this guy gets an automatic fucking read every week, I reckon. So, it doesn't he what? <laughs> for those passing through Dubbo, you must check out the latest exhibition at the zoo. 17 gaped bunnies. You're welcome. <laughs> Hashtag blinding lights. <laughs> uh, and, uh, uh, and I'll tell you the last one. Oh, I thought Chin Laden's usually last. Sorry. Well, no, we, we have a new contender for Hashtag of the Year. Well, here we go. And uh, so, at Leishman Chris on Twitter said Cleary took a 14-inch golden jewel-encrusted strap-on and raped the bunnies for 80 minutes. 
Hashtag Fury the Cleary. Yeah. Which I think is fucking t-shirt worthy. Absolutely great. Look. Hashtag of the year right there. As a capitalist pig, I would uh, absolutely fucking ride that to the bank. <laughs> I don't think it's going to make hashtag of the year though. But uh, we shall see. Oh, we've, we've proven that, that you cunts like to yeah, curse the darkness. <laughs> Rounding out the round, the Mighty Manly Seagulls 28 destroyed the Parramatta Eels 6 at, uh, at Bankwest in front of their own fucking idiots. Um, the Manly... <laughs> Here we fucking go. Strap yourselves in. Seagulls 28 go through a, a double... <laughs> To Hank Scorpio, uh, Ruben Garrick, Carl Lawton, and uh, Tommy Turbo with tries. Garrick, four or five conversions. Uh, the Eels had a try to uh, King Nutho and converted by Mitchell Moses. This is a fucking pleasing, a fucking pleasing outing at the Rugby League for a number of reasons. I mean, this was obviously... Well, for, look, look. first thing, I fucking told you... I fucking I specifically told you fucking Glenn because I'm pretty sure that, that Jadis went on board and said, Yeah, Manly, we're gonna win. But you can't. We're like, no, fucking <laughs> I'm like Paramount ain't shit. Softest fucking drawing the competition. Haven't done shit, haven't proven shit, aren't shit. And and I just what, feel like it's a very sinister point there. I just, what did I fucking tell stop you? Stop pointing. What, what did I fucking tell you? What did I fucking tell you last week? And you got fucking people I in the Facebook group. I can't fucking remember. It was last on, week. And you got people in the Facebook group going, oh, fucking yeah, I'll challenge you fucking to a bet for a carton of beer. I'm like, all right. Yeah. I put my fucking balls on the line in the podcast for probably the first time this season. Yeah, I'm fucking, I'm throwing balls on everything. Yeah, fucking. So now I've got some beers coming my way. It's a fucking, it's tremendous. Anyway, the fucking pleasing thing about this was that Parramatta uh, allegedly were allegedly like, you know, one of those sides like, the, I mean, obviously form in sense of, you know, win, win loss record for the season. They were traveling really well. Um, had some signature wins over teams that, you know, I didn't rate, but, you know, they were wins nevertheless. And that absolutely fucking matched them and bettered them in every capacity across the park. And I tell you, I fucking love looking at the future with that fucking Josh Schuster. I mean, obviously, he's our future 5'8", probably came in a little bit earlier than we expected. But, I mean, this time with him, with the injuries in the back row, the time that we had with him where he could do like his ball playing stuff from the second row and not have the whole, you know, on the five eighth sort of business on his shoulders. So he could sort of get his confidence up. And then, so now when he does slide over into five eighth for this game, he's just fucking there and he's just, he's just fucking got it. And the combination he already has with Dale, with uh, um, Jake and Tom is crazy. And then you get him, when you get him in a beautiful situation where he's, he's lining up, on the on a, on a side with dummies like fucking Wunga Blake, it was just beautiful to see like the first try how he had how he uh what what, what I'm trying to remember the first the, the first try where he went out the back that's right he went out the back to and and cut Tommy out and then Brad Parker and that created the space for Brad Parker to score the try so the second try they line up exactly the same formation and he goes short and he put goes short to Carl Lawton and puts him over and like Wunga Blake just kept getting trained like he's just watching he's just watching Schuster and Schuster's just training him and just watching him and just selecting which way if he's going to go you know out the back or he's going to go short or whatever and then ultimately that just lost all the confidence that Blake Ferguson had in fucking Wunga Blake's defense so he gets sucked into the point where Ruben Garrick is burning him down the outside like he's Jason Saab or something to the point where he's putting his little inner ways and shit where he can't even fucking lay a hand on him. It was just beautiful just to see the way that 
those guys like Tom, Tommy and Josh particularly, the way they just they just head fucked that entire you know right hand defense of the Eels to the point where they just had no answer and they just you know kept guessing and you know talking about giving people decisions to make and making the bad one every fucking single time. It was just uh, it was beautiful. Um, Nathan Brown, you know Jay's been you know a broken record on him all season about the you know what a fake tough cunt he is, and it was. It was so like first he fucking lays down like an absolute fucking mm. cat coward to get uh, to get uh, Lawton uh, some time in the sin bin and much like much like my my good good friend Jay always says when you're down on you when you're down on troops you don't concede points <laughs> you fucking put points on and they did um, which is just tremendous but then not only that Nathan Brown then for the rest of the game proceeded to get stomped on every young kid in our side. <laughs> Took their turn to fucking stomp him, even to the point where fucking Daly fucking threw him down, <laughs> threw him down to the ground in disdain. He's absolutely his entire fucking act has been ruined now, and he must never like he must he he, he should be re- referred to much like Ben Cray was in that Origin where he went and fucking you know put the put the push on was it Justin Hodges and then turned around and piss bolted when he you know yeah. when, it, when it came down. That's Nathan Brown's level now, absolutely fucking coward, and uh, and he was really showing up. Um, Gutho, is he the slowest fullback in the game? You know, this pundit says yes. Oh, probably. Burned, you know, broken tackles to score tries. Burned, you know, by, you know, once again, like by Ruben Garrick, who seems to have fucking been on the cast blood or something because, you know, he seems to have gotten a lot faster in the last couple of weeks somehow. <laughs> um, look, just, just, you know, I can't complain about anyone there. I thought Carl Lawton was too early to be back in the side. I knew he'd be like a... a a bench thing, and I thought that Desi, because he, he hasn't really been using the bench much. I mean, even this game, they got down to about like fucking like eight minutes left in the game or something, and they'd still only used fifteen players. And um, and then they gave Zach Sadler a bit of a chance to come onto the field in the last ten minutes so he could have his turn stomping Nathan Brown, and he did. Um, but yeah, they still only used sixteen players, and they left Suli on there. I don't think he saw any game time at all. I thought that's what Carl Lawton. I thought he'd be kind of that, like coming back from an Achilles. You don't come back very quickly from that, especially because he's never he hasn't spent any time at Blacktown or anything either. Like he's just that's his, that's his first game back from an Achilles, and so I thought that he'd be used sparingly. But it turned out he played, you know, he played a fair amount of minutes, um, had an impromptu rest in there. But um, but he fucking played. He played great for a guy that's been you know first first minutes this season after an Achilles. So uh, all in all. Um, I love it when I fucking. Make, I love, it's just there's nothing more satisfying than making the big calls, and everything happening exactly the way you said it would happen. See, this is why I'm numb. <laughs> this is why I'm numb. I want to make the big calls. <laughs> you I got want to, there to be some fucking doubt. You got to. You got no. But that's, you don't need to be doubt. You don't need to be doubt. What you've got to do if you if you're well, numb. What am I saying now? Oh, they're going to uh, win by eighty. Yeah. No. No. Don't. Don't. Don't, don't say that. Just. Just like. Treat it like a degen. Treat like a degen multi situation. Just call some specific shots. That's all you got to do. Make it interesting for yourself. You got to call like on Wednesday. Think about it. You got a couple of days to think about it. Just call okay, some what's, specific what's shots. The most you're playing, thing? You're, you're playing the, the dogs, mate. Thing you're you're playing the dogs. Why Kurt don't you fucking? Capewell, well, I mean, you want to call Kurt 60. Capewell will look like fucking glory hole to a Vasa Shek. <laughs> Yeah. Look, all I'm going to say is this. came off. All I'm saying is this. You've got the fucking doggies this week, haven't you? Yeah, we do. So, so you've got so you've got, for, you've got 48 you've got 48 hours to think of the most outrageous shit that actually is, you know, could happen. 
call you, just call your shots. That's all you got to do. What's and, the um, most tries that an individual has ever scored in a rugby league match? Fuck, we've seen six before, haven't we? There Fox we just got six. Yeah, we've seen Fox this year with six. Some someone will score seven tries. Someone next do you week. Think it'll be, do you think it'll be Toto? It'll be Toto or Burton. I'm not yep. going to say Charlie Staines. That's one nah, thing's for Charlie Staines. Charlie Staines, <laughs> mate. <laughs> that, the hot take. The hot take for Charlie Staines is he won't get any because they'll be so yeah. successful. Down the other side, we'll and Momorowski will cut. Momorowski might get a hat trick, but he won't get it out to Charlie. It, it depends if Edwards plays. If yep. Edwards plays and, and Critters goes back to the centres, then yeah, then then it's on. That's game one. We'll have yeah, to wait and see tomorrow what the thing is. But the, and the other the, the other pleasing thing is that now the Manly you've got two legit like they've got a legit scoring threats on both sides of the field now. Like Tommy and Schuster make Brad Parker and Ruben Garrick actually, you know, threatening players, first graders even. Mm. And then you've got Saab and that on the other side as well with, you know, the, the kicking. And so the, the other pleasing thing was that they trained, that, that Schuster and Tommy trained Blake and fucking Ferguson so much to be their absolute fucking bitches for the entire game early, you know, from midway through the first half that they were just like... The, the pleasing thing to me was they're like, okay, that side is absolutely fucking trained. So what we're going to do is we're just going to fucking just keep pushing, pushing straight on the right, and then spin it out to the left and let them do what they're going to do because points are going to be there because it just it works and just just the methodical nature just keep just keep going back to the well, going back to the well, going back to the well, and you know coming away with points was fucking great. Um, Eels, tactically speaking, did some dumb fucking things. Why are you bombing for Micah Sivo? When he's up against Jason Saab, like Micah Sivo is not this guy. Like it's, he doesn't have the height. Wouldn't he doesn't say have an aerial threat. threat. He's he's the he's the bargy oh. the bargy smashy powery winger guy. He's not a, he's not particularly fast, and he's not a fucking threat under the high ball. And when you're going like, against a guy that's two meters fucking tall against him, who is the threat? Who who's the threat under the high ball? I yes, I, I don't understand. And they kept going back yeah. to that, like they thought that was a, that was a you know. And the other thing was Joey Lussick has played like one game of first grade ever when he was when he was actually at Manly, and as he's making his debut for Parramatta in this game, they actually hooked Reed Marnie at one point and put him on at the point where there was twenty minutes to go in the game. They needed to be the next team to score. It was like twenty two to six at the time, and like one more try, you know, it wasn't necessarily going to bridge the gap for him, but it might have given him something to try and you know mm. mount something. And they mm. pull and and then they pull him off, like. Oh, well. You know. On the socials, Martin said, I wouldn't mind, but Manly aren't even playing that great and still beating us with 11 men and a Brad Parker. <laughs> Schuster from Wayne said, Schuster, surely North Queensland will make an offer for him. They need another playmaker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Craig said, Eels are confirmed as the 2021 frauds. Stephen said, yeah, I'm happy I'm for Manly. They played with a lot of emotion because of Bozo, and that, combined with the rub of the green, allowed them to rise way above their natural place in the order of things. The universe has a tendency to correct these kinds of deviations. The blue and gold will be back bigger and better. That, sir, is the type of nonsensical <laughs> bullshit that we absolutely adore in this group. <laughs> Fucking good on and you. That, and that, that is, what, what, like, what a non-comment that was too, though, like... <laughs> <laughs> you're done pack it up it's over 
How good. I saw someone say that, um, I can't remember if it was on Twitter or on, on, on in the Facebook group, but someone saying that, you know, it was, it was a great thing for the Eels. Was it, was it, was it you? Did you say it on Twitter today? You're talking about the great thing about the, the great, the, the, the silver lining for the Eels was that, oh, you know, yeah. That, yeah, yeah, thanks to, thanks to Bozo passing away. They'll get a, they'll just see a week's worth of flashback clips of when their team, when, when, when the Eels were actually good, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, that's it. Right, so that's it, folks. We are through. Um, I can't wait to see what happens with the match review committee and everything because these things are fucking hilarious. Now, now it's like that is that is throwing cases on people for fucking anything, like breathing the wrong way, and it's just like going report, report, report. And so they end up with the you know like a, a thousand guys, fucking you know potentially. I mean, most of them seem to be uh so minor. They're either they either get nothing for it or it's like you know a dollar thing. Yeah. But um, yeah, got to pay their way but, out of it. And, and again, there is also the spectre of State of Origin hanging over this week. Well, I mean, we've got guys like, um, like you know, you know, Josh Papali, for example. He's not going to be there for game one. Yeah. So, yeah, it's actually your origin starting to be affected by these things. Mm. Yes. Um, so. Look at that fucking Kurt Capewell. I mean, he's had a, he's had a, a, a grade one crusher on Totola, mm. um, and he gets his uh, seven-year incident-free discount. So How good! I have I haven't seen that come up for a fucking long time. That's not a bad run, hey. Seven years, not one charge. I guess if you don't play much, though. I mean, like really, before he started, you know, like last two years. Yeah. You know that that's that's yeah, you know, probably the largest uh, contributor to it. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So that's interesting. That's, that's it for we'll the talk games. About it Wednesday. Yeah, we'll talk about it all on Wednesday, and obviously there's going to be some news and you know some potential signing news for the Newcastle Knights that I'm interested to hear their fans uh, talking about. Seems like they're pretty testy about it today. Uh, what, a quick glance at the socials told me. Uh, <laughs> their response to this issue will have better defence than their team does. So <laughs> this is this is true. Um, so that's it. That's that's full time for uh, episode four hundred one. Um, four hundred one. 401 that's uh uh thanks for listening um thanks for your support fellas ladies and gentlemen uh if you if you'd uh like to join any of our social media communities join our patreon become a patron uh support the show um and help us put out this uh this stellar content on a weekly basis so just head to thisweekinleague.com forward slash links and uh you'll get all the links there to you know, our facebook group we refer to all our social media twitter etc uh patreon and so on um is there anything else that we need to cover off? Oh, memberships. Uh, as of today, the, literally this afternoon, I've got the uh, international memberships posted away, which were the last ones to leave. So uh, the memberships are gone. I've seen a bunch of people sort of posting on social media and stuff that they, you know, they got them or, you know, messaging me privately saying, yeah, it arrived today, blah, blah, blah. So uh, enjoy. I'm super happy with the way everything turned out. And that, of course, moves us on to, now that that chapter's closed, that moves us on to the next chapter. If there's anything people want to see us produce, um, talk. I don't know if I've, this is something I might need to talk to you guys offline about. But um, I was mentioned I had that client who is in the in the the game of making you know sports stuff like jerseys and you know merch and things like that. Yes, interesting discussions took place last week about um, certain things that we can do and uh, we can do them for a good Sweet. price too. So. Exciting possibilities in terms of things like you know, cool. like baseball tops or basketball tops and stuff like that. So, if anyone's got any particular 
cravings from the listener perspective, now's the time because we're going to start uh, thinking about what we're going to make next. Fantastic. All right. Anything else you want to say, add before we close off, fellas? No. Fuck the no, Tigers. And, uh, Don't be like that, bring, Glenn. Bring on this weekend. They're your team, mate. They hurt, don't be like they that. They hurt my heart, Nathan. They hurt my heart on the weekend. And I don't know if I'll get over it. Well, this week's another week. Who are you playing this week? Let me. I, I can't. I don't even know. Fucking dragons. We'll fucking smash them by a hundred. It's all right. We're good. I'm back. <laughs> well, that was quick. That took all ten seconds. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Anyway, we'll talk about that shit on Wednesday. Talk to you all then, right. boys. Later. Okay. See ya. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.